0: He knows the, the guy. Oh, gosh. The big guy. What do they call him? The big guy. They call him everything but the S the word. The real guy. Why can they not the call him shit? Word. Oh, sorry. <laughs> because that's, it's on the Tiffany Network, motherfucker. That's motherf- got nothing to do with it, does it? Oh, this was my favorite part. Yeah. When I saw him on there. Oh, and also, was not it- Helen Slater was the stepmom, or the adopted mom, yeah. Wow, they're pulling in everybody for the cameos. Rad so helen slater was the mom yeah she was so she was mrs Sylvia danvers, danvers. Yeah. i didn't realize that i mean I yeah I, I thought I that was a way her.
1: bigger deal than dean kane i don't know who dean kane is but helen slater was fudging supergirl in a terrible
0: movie. yeah you know who dean kane is come on he is superman hey you
1: take that back
0: He's like, uh, like, what's-his-face to you? Um, Do not compare the two, please. The guy from Superman Returns. Oh, Brandon Ralph, okay. Yeah, he's like Brandon Ralph to you, where he's like, she, he was born to play Superman. Yeah, see, and I mean, it was a super short little cameo, but I thought it was great. Well, okay. but I,
1: I don't imagine that it's a super short little cameo. I imagine oh, yeah, he'll probably that come we will back flash back there. to her childhood over and over and over again. Because that's fodder for stories. In the same way that what happened to Oliver on the island was fodder for stories for the entire first season <laughs> of,
0: of Arrow. For every season. That's all oh, they is do. Oh, is it every they season? They just keep oh, going back Lord, to really. this island forever. It's like he was there for half a lifetime.
1: Okay, I will. This is that gets my go. There, I said it. Happy now?
0: Hi, everybody. This is Big Anklevich. And this is Rish Outfield. Welcome to another episode of That Gets My Goat. Yes, you will believe a podcast can fly straight down the crapper. That's right, which we plan to do before this is over. We're going to talk Supergirl. Now, Supergirl came out, what, yesterday was when uh, it aired? Is that what we're going with? Do you want to do yesterday or do you want to do today? Today! It came out to. I, I'm... It's really unlikely that I post this on time, though. Okay, three months ago, Supergirl <laughs> premiered. And it's already been canceled. But, guys,
1: we wanted to talk about the pilot episode of Supergirl. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to start. Let me just say, I got to see it on the big screen at San Diego Comic-Con. This, uh, with, like, the cast and crew. And uh, maybe it's a different experience. I, I mean, obviously, going to see a movie versus seeing it at home on the television is a different experience because you hear people clap or laugh or
0: fart and uh you know it, it, the it's a communal part experience because your sense of smell and your sense of taste are connected and so when they fart anyway sorry that's that's another Neither. story here nor yeah but um but uh, you, do you want to give the circumstances of how yeah you it was, saw I, it? I i saw it not on the big screen i saw it on the small screen through um some nefarious means that I will not speak of. Well, you had to do it for the podcast. It was for the greater good. That's right. It was for the greater good. The greater good. That's right. With great power comes great responsibility, and I therefore had the responsibility to see this. It, I, I didn't want to. I was, I had to. <laughs> he didn't want
1: to. He took one for the team. That's so right. That's, that's how much he likes you. <laughs> kind sir or madame who's actually listening to that gets my go. That's right. I... I I thought that it would be cool to record this like right before the show began, so that everybody would be like, "Wow, hey, I I watched that yesterday, and now I listen to the podcast." But you wisely overrode me and said, "There's no way we will remember anything about the show if we wait that
0: long." The sad thing is, we probably already don't remember a lot of it. We should have ran out of time last week. Um, But anyways, we're gonna we're gonna forge ahead and hopefully have something worthwhile to talk about. Uh, we'll see if our memories combining them and be like, oh wait, 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 no, didn't this, didn't th- oh, uh, maybe we'll be able to come up with uh, a worthwhile thing here for you. But, but uh, also, you know, listen to the show if you just watched the show. But like, if you haven't, then go watch it real quick on like Hulu or whatever. Or
1: if you have no interest, back.
0: if you don't want to watch the
1: show, maybe this will make you give it a chance. I, I, I don't know. Or there's, not. There's maybe basic... it'll make you not want to give it a chance. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's very true. Now there's two main things that I want to say before this episode is over. So once we get done, just remind me to make sure that I that I said the two things. okay. Um, but yeah, just a tiny bit of background. This is a show that's being made by Warner Brothers Television. The same people that make the flash that make arrow and make legends of tomorrow, which I guess doesn't happen until next year. Uh, are are making this show, you know, same executive producers Greg Berlanti, the the co creator of Dawson's Creek is is also yes. in charge of this, and he's he's sort of the showrunner or a showrunner uh, of uh, of this DC television family of
0: shows. And yeah, this is the DC television universe. Yeah, and televisionical, what? cinematic television it there's not a word like that is there like cinematic that goes with television I, I don't Tele, telekinetic yes oh that's pretty
1: actually <laughs> um, so anyhow just yeah it's made by the same people but it is for the CBS television network here in America uh, which is the Tiffany network and, and they got that name because they uh, they were classier than the other networks you know we don't appeal to the lowest common denominator our shows are higher quality. That was something that they started to say back in the 50s and the 60s, the Tiffany Network. Uh, but it sort of still hung on all these years later uh, to the point where here we are in 2015 and CBS is the old person network. <laughs> I just want to get that out of the way, but because it's on CBS, it's it's not really as interrelated with the other shows, yeah, uh, which is to its detriment.
0: There shan't be uh, cameos of people from the other shows or crossover shows or any of that because... As far as we know, at this point, there hasn't been... Maybe CBS will be like, oh, shoot,
1: tons of people watch The Flash, not tons of people watch Supergirl. Can you guys make some changes? It's okay if you guys have those guests from shows that people actually watch come on here. That, it's not outside
0: the realm of possibility. Yeah, it could today. be possible, although well, a Tiffany Network-type network will probably just say, tons of people watch The Flash, not tons of people watch Supergirl. Cancel Supergirl, please.
1: Yeah, and and, and the joke I made about you know it's probably been cancelled three months ago, it's sort of a joke, but it might not be. I'm, I don't think CBS is the place for this
0: show. Yeah, but I wonder if it gets cancelled, if... Uh, CW will just be like, oh, whoa, 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 no, uh, don't throw that away. Wait, that that's still good. Uh, yeah, there's we'll a, just wash it off. A really good chance that that would happen. I, I, yeah, and then all of a sudden it'll come alive because then it'll be part of the universe. Anyways, go on. Oh, but no, no, no. I just I just wanted to give that little bit of
1: background about it. But if it's okay for me to say the first of the two things that I had to say, just right here at the very beginning. I watched it, and I enjoyed it, but I at the whole time I realized that I was not the target audience for this show. I realized that this, this show was not made for me, uh, and, and, I, and that sort of hampered my enjoyment of the show. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, it's like, it's okay if you don't like this and this and this. It's not made for you. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh,
0: Who would you say
1: is the target audience? 14-year-old girl. okay. Target demographic is probably eleven to eighteen female, and and that's fine. It's a show called Supergirl. Of course, it's going to be made for teen girls or young girls or tween girls. Uh, but as a father of
0: several of those, do you disagree? No, I think that's probably about right. Okay. Um, I don't know why, but it makes me think a lot of Ugly Betty. Maybe it's just Callista Flockhart was or... she on that as well? No, oh. but just that kind of dynamic of you know the, the the way the the newspaper it is a newspaper is it a magazine or what is it that she works for it's it's a daily planet, so it's it's a newspaper <laughs> okay um yeah the just the way it is and how Callista Flockhart, the boss is all like, hey my gosh, I gotta have my own elevator and I'm so. Prissy and stuck up. It seems, and then uh Kara, uh, Kara. How do you say her name, anyways? Is it Kara or Kara? I say Kara. I, I don't know. I don't but care goes, what
1: anybody else says. She goes by. Oh,
0: yeah, her name's Linda. Linda, Linda Danvers. Danvers on there, and so she seems like the kind of ugly Betty character where she's being shat upon by everybody else. Here, do my dirty work. And by the way, I won't appreciate you for it. Uh, You get that a lot. I mean, it's a, I don't know, the Devil Wears Prada, or not that I saw that to even know what it's like. I got a huge
1: Devil Wears Prada vibe from the show. I've never
0: watched Ugly Betty, and so Devil Wears Prada is what I thought of. Okay, I've never watched Devil Wears Prada, but I get the kind of idea of what it's like. And Ugly Betty, my wife did watch, and I saw some of, but not a lot. And I wouldn't
1: be surprised if... Calista Flockhart hadn't watched Devil Wears Prada eight or nine times, studying Meryl Streep's performance so that she would know how to do Cat Grant uh, in, in this way.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, it's got a lot of that kind of appeal to it. Um, it. It feels like that kind of a show, which I think was probably also teenage girls to younger women was the target demographic which again yeah I mean it's cool it's It's fine yeah Supergirl is a creation for for girls to look up
1: to a female Superman not I I don't think it was made for middle-aged horny men to ogle and so the fact that a middle-aged horny man was able to enjoy it uh, at all uh, is a testament to the fact that they at least tried to make it more of a universal show but, yeah, time and time again, I was reminded. It's like, oh, you know, it was, when Dawson's Creek came out in the late 90s, I I you always felt to guilty. You for your
0: life to be over? I didn't.
1: <laughs> uh, but now I, 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 oh, I cannot wait for my life. Wait. <laughs> I want my life. Never mind. Uh, I, I would watch that, but it's, I would always feel guilty about watching it because I knew it was not made for me. And here I am all these years later, watching a show that's made for that exact same audience watching a show called super dawson's creek super dawson's creek and that's that's the cool thing about high school girls is every year i get older every year they stay the same age that's how i feel i feel like that dirty (laughs) perverted guy who's just like i could be her daddy (laughs) in more than one way uh i i watched it i enjoyed it i feel guilty about the parts that I did enjoy. Uh Uh, But let's talk a tiny bit about the show Supergirl just in case people don't know. Uh, She is Kal-El, Superman's cousin. His older cousin who is sent in another rocket ship to be his babysitter because he's baby Kal-El. I believe she was about 12 or 13 years old when Krypton is destroyed and she is sent to to watch over him, to help him on this new world. But there's a problem, and this is comic continuity too, not just the show, but there's a problem, and she gets delayed, and Superman ends up here and grows up his whole life before she ever makes it. So now he is older than her. She's the Supergirl, whereas he is a Superman. And they did a bunch of little fudges from the comics so that it would be... It would, so it would serve the story more, and so it would also serve their demographic more. Uh, for example, it was uh, Kara's mother, who was the brilliant Kryptonian scientist that created the uh, the ship that would send her to safety. And it was K- K- Kara's mother who imprisoned the Phantom Zone villains who will now swear vengeance upon their jailer, and if not their jailer, then he, uh, her heirs uh, anyhow she gets here and somebody who we never actually see welcomes her to earth and takes her to this place <laughs> is it was it a farm let's say it was the kent farm but where the danvers live and mon which pa is weird why are the
0: danvers live in the kent farm i don't know
1: I, I, well the kents were evicted whoops. uh but mon Pa danvers raised kara to be their own but they already had a daughter See, that's the difference between Ma and Pa Kent, I guess. They already had a daughter, and uh, this daughter uh, is played by Shyler Lee, who I once had a crush on, but when I saw her on the panel, I was like, oh, time has been unkind. Maybe I should cut that out. Ooh, that seems mean. <laughs> um, that She is raised by the, the, the Danverses to hide her powers, to not show that she is uh,
0: superhuman or that well, she's an alien, that she, that she is a supergirl. Does Paw Danvers uh, get killed in a cyclone just to prove his point that he should save the dog and not her?
1: I sure hope so. But no, I, I imagine <laughs> we'll find out uh, through flashbacks. But I, well, I've only seen the pilot at this point, and I, I believe you've only seen it as well. But anyhow, now she's a grown woman, and she's living in
0: do you remember what the name of the city was oh I don't it's another one of those freaking it was made DC's up yeah cities um, they're all something city it's probably coast city or well, central taken, city or uh, big city there town. You know. let's just call it big city she's in New York because all of the cities are New York Um, Yes, somehow there's dozens of different New Yorks all across the United States with different lame names.
1: Well, it's better than Superman v. Batman where Metropolis and Gotham City are both New York and both next to each other. Yeah,
0: across the bay.
1: But anyhow, uh, as as an adult on this show, uh, she realizes that she can make a difference with her powers uh, and save some lives. And at the same time she can save her job and the jobs of a lot of other people that work at the newspaper because circulation is down and unlike in Metropolis where they have a colorful hero that sells newspapers uh, Big City doesn't <laughs> and if there was a superhero in Big City then suddenly their numbers would go way way up too and so it's twofold and There's other things that are going on in the story, but I'm going to stop talking and let you talk about anything I didn't cover before we get into the nitty-gritty of... uh,
0: Okay, I don't know if this counts as nitty-gritty or not, but one thing we didn't mention, and you mentioned the... Who was it that time wasn't kind to? Oh, Shiler Lee. Okay, you mentioned Shiler Lee. I'm not one of those guys that can, you know, like, remember Shiler Lee's name, for example. Like, you can, but... Uh, even I recognized Pa Danvers when I saw him come walking up and I went, oh my gosh! Because that was played by Dean Cain, who was Superman in Lois and Clark. And you said, which this is some one that I didn't notice, I didn't realize, Ma Danvers is played by Helen Slater, who was Supergirl in the movie... In the version of the film, Supergirl yeah. terrible uh, Schlockfest.
1: But I've always had affection for Helen Slater. Yeah. And, and, and she I thought she was wonderful. She looked exactly like comic Supergirl. Yeah, she I was Supergirl. Like, she was at just Supergirl. beautiful and young. And, it wasn't her fault
0: that the movie was right, It's just
1: It was really a good casting choice. And you know, the budget got slashed on that movie and Christopher Reed dropped out of it at the last moment. And they're like, well, let's go ahead and we'll cut out all the parts that had substance and we'll just make do with what we got. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was that badly made. Um, And so it's not its fault, but um, anyway, yeah, those, those two I cameoed. I don't even know if they had a line.
0: In the pilot. I don't think they did. Yeah, you just saw them. And, and as she said, and this is the one thing that they kept doing throughout the show, is she said, oh, my cousin, the big guy, or they, they would always refer to Superman by anything but, as you said, the S word. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I think the S word means not Superman. Oh, bull um, Superman. Come on. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, yes. I, I, we can talk about it later if you want to, but I feel it was legal uh, reasonings you know, the, the end credits of the show rolled and maybe you didn't see the end credits because you saw bootleg but uh, it I said Supergirl produced under special license from the estate of Joel Siegel and Jerry Schuster and I was just like special license what the crap and it, it all comes from that lawsuit where Warner Brothers said Superboy and Superman are not the same characters so we don't have to pay you and all that and that ended up coming back to bite them and uh, so they nearly lost the rights well to all the Superboy stuff which is you know, Ma and Pa Kent and Smallville and Lana Lang and you know all the stuff that was invented for Superboy rather than Superman uh, but anyway it had special arrangement at the end and I feel like okay they, they were somehow sort of trying to worm their way around the fact that they couldn't um, either because of Warner Brothers' Movies who are destroying Superman right now, or somebody else having a license to do a Superman show. They just had to get around it. So they never actually say his name, they never actually show his. Face and I, uh, but I thought it still worked. I yeah. knew who it was.
0: You knew who it was. It worked just fine. It was slightly weird, where you're just like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, I wonder what's going on there. But it wasn't like it threw you out of the story, or you're just like, oh, I'm not watching this now. F you. Well, yeah, there was a moment when he like looks at her, and the sun is directly
1: behind his head, so it eclipses his. You know, it's like just you. Sorry, where his face is, you sort of just see the the lens flare or whatever. And I thought. Actually, that took a little bit of effort to do that—to hide his face in that way. It was kind of cute and kind of clever, and and I don't know. It may also be shamefully enough, and they just don't want to pay the estate. And if the show is a spectacular hit, then they'll cast somebody to be Superman, and he'll come in onto the show. But will—that's not going to happen. So <laughs>
0: it's not going to be a hit. You never it's know. It's on the
1: wrong channel.
0: Well, that doesn't mean it's not going to okay. find its way to the right one. Like we were no, no, you, You're before. right. I mean, way more people watch CBS than watch
1: all the other networks. So it's possible that there'll be some what do you call it? Not drizzle down or carry through or some splash damage whatever you call it. Where trickle down economics? Trickle down from all the people <laughs> that watch Big Bang Theory or, or CSI or Blue Bloods or any of
0: those shows that aren't made for me. Maybe they'll start watching it just from promos. or. Yeah, I've seen a lot of commercials for it and uh, when is it coming out? I don't think it's yesterday. on yesterday. It until... Oh yeah, like, <laughs> it was on yesterday. I don't think this airs until October. Very okay, beginning. so yeah, I mean, it's a long way from October when we're recording this. Uh, I mean, it's it was yesterday that we recorded this, but... <laughs> well,
1: I've the seen show a lot... Aired yesterday!
0: I've seen a lot of commercials for this, you know, leading up to... Way before its actual premiere, I've seen a lot of commercials. So they're trying to get people interested in it. I think the show looks cheap as hell, but it's obviously not. It's
1: got to cost a fortune to do flying effects and to do a city that doesn't exist and to do spaceships and Phantom Zone powers and all that happy crappy and a a terrible plane crash sequence that still looked better than the one in Air Force One. Uh, It's got to cost a fortune to do all that stuff, and so of course they've got all these commercials and stuff. They they want to make their money back. They want a lot of people to watch it. Nobody makes a show unless it's Fox
0: that they want to fail. (laughs) I don't know a city that doesn't exist. All you got to do is shoot in Toronto for that.
1: Oh, you bet.
0: Wait, I don't understand. That's where they shoot every city. I don't know what it is. Uh, Anyways, so. Linda Danvers. Linda, Kara Zorel. she's a peon at this newspaper, uh, but she's like the personal assistant peon of the head of the newspaper, which is, I guess, not so much of a peon, <laughs> because a real peon would just be in the mailroom that no one knows about. Um,
1: I guess, but maybe she's got the position that nobody else wants, where you have to have absolutely no backbone and absolutely no self-esteem. Yeah to 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 do this, and, and and
0: maybe she goes through one of these every other week, like the job. Yeah, it does head. seem like that because it seems like she's on the verge of firing her all through the first show. If she says anything, like if she contradicts her or whatever, then all of a sudden, oh well, I don't need you around. You're fired. And also, a new arrival at their newspaper is James Olson, not Jimmy. This guy is James. Now. Jimmy Olsen that I know from Superman and I obviously I'm not uh I don't read all the comics I'm not a huge Superman fan I've seen I've read some comics I've seen obviously all the movies and Jimmy Olsen is a goober he is <laughs> not a cool guy he's got generally this really goofy looking red hair it's like really curly out of control, you know, un- uncontrollable hey, hair. you're getting mean. The f- the freckles and all that stuff. And he's really socially kind of... He-, he doesn't have it going on. Uh, they've replaced him with James Olsen. Um, James Olsen... I guess this is supposed to be the older Jimmy Olsen now or something. He is like a Pulitzer Prize. I mean, he has a photograph... Of Superman that won him like a Pulitzer or... Can you win a Pulitzer just for a photograph? Yeah, he did. I don't know if you can, but he did. Okay, so he's the Pulitzer Prize winning photographer from... And he is so different than what I think of as Jimmy Olsen. I mean, Obviously, he's a black guy which, uh, you know, they, they do a lot of that stuff these days where we're just, you know, t- trading things around. And I'm okay with that. But I want a goober... Black dude playing Jimmy Olsen. I don't want this guy is so smooth and awesome. And I think they, I don't know if they're planning this, but it seems like this guy's going to be like romantic uh, interest number one. Oh, yes, obviously. But now
1: you were an athlete in high school. Did you ever have arms or a six pack like this guy? Oh, hell no. Okay. I mean, I, this guy is built like, well, like. The, the, the S-word. The guy we're not supposed right. to say the name of. I, he took off his shirt on the panel. At, <laughs> really? I, I, no joke. <laughs> Why? Because I guess every year there's a tradition of the buffest guy on the Arrow panel or or oh, yeah. whatever. To, to lift up his shirt and show off his abs if the girls will, and, and the gay men in the audience, will cheer loud enough. And this year... They had all decided it was, it was this guy. And so he lifted up, his, and yeah, he looked like, I don't know, he should be fighting Apollo Creed for, right. the fight for
0: the darn heavyweight championship of the world. His name is Mechad Brooks. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his first name. It's M-E-H-C-A-D. Okay. Well. Um, but yeah, he yeah he does. I mean, he looks like Kobe Bryant or something. Yes. There you go. Let's he just you know finished winning the game, winning the NBA championship for the Lakers, and then he's like, oh, by the way, I got to go to my job. I'm a photographer, Pulitzer Prize winning photographer, <laughs> for the, because yeah, he is so smooth and uh, it's not what I think of as Jimmy Olsen, which, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not the. Let let me interrupt just for a minute. Jimmy Olsen was created
1: as a ch- a young person could associate with it this was guy Robin
0: basically he, he was Superman. he was the
1: teen sidekick of Superman for a young boy to be the entry level character we're not Superman we don't save the universe and all that stuff but we can associate we can relate to Jimmy Olson who's Superman's best bud. Who's the guy to idolize a Superman? Yeah. Who's the guy who, who just, you know, he's he gets in danger and Superman helps him out, and we all wish that we had somebody like that that we it, could that would help us when we're in trouble.
0: Isn't there? A, I mean, the name of the comic book that they made of him is called Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen. Isn't Excellent it? <laughs> memory, sir. Yes, and every one of those covers here. If you if you if in
1: the world of, that you're listening to this in, there is no internet, then you don't know. But every cover of Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, is hilarious. <laughs> if you want to go look at those, you'll just be delighted. And each ep- issue is Jimmy trying to impress Superman, trying to help Superman in a way, and it always backfires. Put Superman in trouble, or... Gives Superman's enemy the, the, the tool they need to almost destroy him and stuff like that. And so they'll always put this awkward, embarrassing, humiliating, dangerous moment on every cover. And it's only eclipsed by Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, which was created during the exact same time in the Silver Age of Comics, except for in those... She's always trying to prove that Clark Kent is Superman and will inadvertently either almost get herself killed or almost get Superman killed. And they'll show that on the cover of every issue of some awful thing that Lois Lane does to just destroy <laughs> yeah. the life of Superman. And it's, it's hilarity, man. I would like a book that just has these covers in it. <laughs> They're so, so fun. Anyhow, uh, I, I apologize for that little diatribe. But that's what Jimmy Olsen is. I like Jimmy Olsen because he represents that innocence of a, the young person that I once was, of of wishing that I knew Superman, wishing that I had somebody in my life that could save me whenever the bullies came or whenever, you know, I, I couldn't run fast enough or, or, you know, whatever it is. Whenever I got down, here's a guy who can make me a snow cone from the polar ice cap or whatever and, and you know he's my good friend and he can do all the things that I can't do I love that idea there might be a segment of the audience that is saying oh you know I, I see what niche this fills um, and, and anyway that's, that's why I like Jimmy Olsen but the Jim, James Olsen on Supergirl the television series he don't need none of that bull Superman he, uh, he, he's making it happen on his own
0: yeah he's he's slick and awesome and studly and everything and i maybe it's like we're saying hey you know jimmy olsen may have been a goofball when he was younger but he grew up to be kobe bryant so you know you can't be you know just it's it's like those it gets better like youtube videos or whatever where they're making them to try and keep people who who want to kill themselves because of how bad everything is in college and you know you're a young high school high school Oh sorry that's what i meant high school you're a young gay man and you you don't know what you're doing and you, you, it seems like it'll never get better but they're saying hey it gets better look i mean look jimmy olson became kobe bryant so you know you this could be in store for you maybe that's what they're going for doesn't seem like those no. one could become the other they're going for the target demographic and
1: right. this is a, a very attractive studly dude or whatever that we that you as the viewer have to just hope and pray that Kara gets together with oh if they would only kiss my life would mean something and so there's that is there another character you want to introduce or do you want me to uh
0: there is the friend that's like her pal and he works at the uh the newspaper as well and they're they're tight which seems it's maybe BFF the, right? Yeah it's her BFF I know where you're going and go right ahead Well I, I wasn't going there I was just going to oh. say that that seems kind of weird that she can have a BFF at the place if she's in that position that she's you know in danger of being fired at any second and this woman probably has a new assistant every two weeks which maybe that's not the case I don't know maybe she's been her assistant for a year He seems gay Okay, thank you. That's- but also, he is in love with her, right? He's like the third. This- Have we
1: had this conversation? Or I don't did think you just so. watch the show and you
0: got this? Yeah, that's okay. what I, I got it from the show. He seems like a gay dude. He seems like, again, going back to like Ugly Betty, I'm pretty sure Ugly Betty had friends at their magazine or whatever the heck they worked at that were, you know, they were the best friends. But these ones were obviously gay, which this guy seems like. But also, he is obviously in love with... Linda, and he wants to go out with her, he wants to go on a date with her, he wants to... He wants
1: to do all the uh, teenage girly non-threatening things that
0: would happen in a show like
1: this. Yeah. but Here's the thing, and if it is late 2015 and I turn out to be wrong, you feel free to actually comment for once on the show and tell me how (laughs) wrong I am. Uh, This is the gay best friend. And there were certain people that saw the pilot at when they edited it together and said he's not going to be the gay best friend anymore. He's just going to be a straight best friend. And s- changes were made so that they could keep all the footage that they had but now he is a second love interest who has a, a, a very strong cut crush on him. and Her. Sorry. Freudian there. And the I have a little bit more evidence than just I saw the show and this is what happened from what the actor who plays this character said on the panel but all you have to do is watch the sh- scene where he makes her the superman super costume i almost said the s word there i apologize yeah how dare family you family show a he sewed her a costume but two she comes out in a fudge and thong and a halter top for the very first costume that he made if this was not her gay best friend who in the world would come out in their underwear to model this for for a straight guy? No one would do this, sir. No one. Yeah. Good day, sir. <laughs> so as the show continues, we will see probably more of the love triangle thing. And he's like, "Who's who? Do you hope ends up with Kara? And
0: all Are that. Are you with Team James or Team? Is it Toby? Is it really? Toby? I don't know
1: if it's Toby. That guy that's doesn't look like. That's such a terrible right, but... name for. T- I mean, maybe for a gay best friend, that's that's the name Toby. But yeah, for the third leg of the love triangle, they've got to come up with a better name for that. But anyway, on the panel, he talked about how, yeah, they're good friends, but he's super in love with her and she barely can pick up on it. And, I, I dude, I can understand that. The whole world would be super in love with this girl. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. He is the one person that she... Tells that she comes out. No, you don't say that. (laughs) That she shows that she is Supergirl. That she can do all these things too. So he's the one confidant at the. He's not Supergirl's pal. He's Supergirl's pal. Pal, That's not Jimmy Olsen. It's Toby McGuire. A Supergirl's gal pal. Anyway, I understand the desire to create a, a third wheel. So that you could get the debate of who do you want him to end up with. But at the same time, in like defense of Greg Berlanti, who is homosexual, why can't we have a, a homosexual character on a show like this?
0: Anyway. I don't know. Maybe there's just less story possibilities when there's no love triangle that you can work into it. Right, or but something. you can create a, a love triangle. Yeah, You can even bring in like an angel type, you know, almost
1: villain that walks the from that's from the Phantom Zone that she could be super attracted to. Plus, he actually has the powers that she has. In fact, if they don't do this, I guess I will write for the show because that that is a given. Of course you want to come up with somebody. It's like, yeah, this is the only person besides your cousin who could put a baby in you, honey. OK, well, we don't want to talk about that, except for the fact that she's supposed to be fucking darn 24 years old. Which I felt like was a huge mistake when they came out with Barry Allen being 24 years old. I was like, are you kidding me? He just graduated high school. He's probably smart, so he's 17 and he's out of high school. And you said, well, he wouldn't be a forensic yeah, scientist if he were 17. But they shouldn't have cast a 17-year-old then. <laughs> but same thing with this. You know, Her name's Supergirl for a reason. She should have been a dang teenager and then you could deal with all the high school stuff all the coming into my own stuff, all the puberty of where oh, I, I, I have these feelings for this guy but I don't know if I should act on him stuff, which they'll still do, they didn't but it want just to works better for, her better her life, for life to, to be, be over
0: It's the problem
1: <laughs> Anyway, I will shut up just for a minute so you can talk Oh, wait Did you want to talk? <laughs> I didn't have anything to break in with Okay, so so just just two other things. Okay, at the very very beginning of the show, we see her mother. What, what's her name? Alura zor or something like that. Yes. And she puts baby Kara in the the spaceship and you're the last hope for Krypton and anyway, shoots him uh, shoots her out into space and she goes into the Phantom Zone for 13 years or something like that, for a period of years. And then the ship manages to burst out of the Phantom Zone, but I believe it takes a Phantom Zone ship with it, providing a bunch of super-powered villains that she can fight throughout the series. And you know what? I think this is a great idea, a very smart idea, although they didn't have to be busted out by Kara, and they didn't have to have been imprisoned by Kara's mother, but mm, I'm okay with that, because it gives motivation besides just the obvious motivation of these are bad people or they wouldn't have been in imprisoned in the first place but uh there is a phantom zone bad guy right that's
0: the villain in this episode that she she fights mhm she fights and he beats her at first and then she has to go back and fight him again and win this time and, and and yeah that's i thought all that stuff worked fine then at the end they show who the big bad is
1: and there's this big bad villain that's going to be our recurring enemy for the rest of the series and it's the identical twin sister of Allura zor So it is the, the it is her evil aunt
0: who escaped the destruction of Krypton and is played by the same actress. So that's what... See, I didn't understand that. that. We see her and I was just like, okay, so is that her... Who is that? And I think we they didn't say somehow this is her aunt or something like there's mom's sister. She says, oh, my sister put us here or something. I can't remember what happened... Quite at the end, but yeah, I was just like, w- "What? Who is this? You sound very depressed by that. Is it the last son of Krypton thing is a complete BS because there's a gazillion people that got away from Krypton. Well, but you, you know what? That's that's how it always has been. There's an, an entire
1: city from Krypton that has survived for seventy years of comics continuity, and yet Superman is still the last son of Krypton. Sorry about the S word it's fine. You have to do this stuff so that there'll be people that he can fight that, you know, can stand up to him. And, and there's just many, many story opportunities. If there are other Kryptonians out there and some are good and some are bad. And, and whoever came up with the Phantom Zone, it's a great idea the, general Zod is just a fantastic villain. Despite what was done with him in 2014, 13, 13. I, I just, I, I, I felt like this actress was really, really bad. And then to find out, oh, she's going to be in every episode, I was like, oh, no, guys. But that's just my opinion. And, and you know, maybe she'll get better. Or maybe there's a language barrier. I have no idea. Sometimes people get these roles and they think, well, it's based on a funny book. And so I have to camp it up and say, I wear this so I don't get run over when I'm jogging at night and all that. And you're just like, oh, gosh, you should. I'm sorry about spitting all over you on that. You know, it's like, oh, gosh, okay, I, I need you to reign it way back, like another city back. <laughs> and I felt like that's the, what she thought she was doing. It's like, oh, I, I have a, uh, a history in Kabuki theater, and I was just carrying that over. So, I, I yeah, I was bummed out about that. But it's still, it's interesting that she will have this co- connection to her mother eventually, I guess. And see, the difference between... The S-word and Supergirl is that she actually knew her Kryptonian parents for years. Yeah. For 13 years. And so she should have a tighter bond with these dead Kryptonians than Clark does, which almost never gets explored because nobody gives a crap about Supergirl. Nobody ever examines Supergirl or gives her the time of day. And this show, being a show that's predominantly about her and not at all about her more famous cousin, I think we'll have the chance to explore that if it doesn't get canceled. And so I think that there's possibility there. But, gosh, if there's anything else you want to talk about before I get to the last point that I really wanted to make, uh,
0: please go ahead. What did you think of the costume? Did it work for you, the, the one that they made? They have the S on her chest, but it then the shield and everything is red. Then there's the yellow parts, but instead of it being all yellow in the middle, it has the blue... And it's just like outlined in yellow. I don't know if you noticed that or, or gave a crap. I didn't notice that. I, I I did notice that it looked like a Supergirl costume. <laughs> yeah, that that was cool. They didn't do something weird to it. It's just a normal outfit, which I like. I, and I thought it was kind of fun, the stuff they did, where she was going and saving things. And they're like, okay, we're going to have to do uh, something else with the cape because it got shredded. You know, just that kind of stuff is is interesting. How this random gay best friend has like abilities to get that suit, whatever. He's like, This is a polymer f- steel mesh fabric <laughs> that's bulletproof, and I can just buy this at the fabric store. Well, he's got the,
1: the, the gays, if you don't mind me using that term, have like an underground network and they know each other. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I, I know a guy. Who no. could get us this kind of thing? And I, okay, I, I, I didn't
0: realize gonna... that was what the, the the deal was. Okay, well that's cool then. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was uh, interesting. But it does—it's it, a really good looking outfit, which is cool. Instead of them, you know, making it black or something like they did with Man of Steel, although it wasn't really black. Was just the film was shot in black and white, right? It was. It was, well, didn't you send me a <laughs> picture of what if? man of steel was in color yeah they took a shot from man of steel and they adjusted it so that his suit actually looked red yellow and blue which i thought was funny because yeah i i saw that the same day that i saw another thing about man of steel where they showed him sitting there and you could see you know lois lane's head there and it was you know a little two shot of him and he looks like he's wearing a black suit it's so washed out and colorless it looks just hideous I know they're going for that dark, dark night look or whatever, but it sucks. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. I don't know. I think it could be good. Yeah, I guess I have to agree with you with the big bad of the show. It did seem weird and kind of campy there at the end for some reason. And maybe it was because of her. I don't I don't remember her super overacting or seeming weird or whatever it was but yeah it did seem like to me it felt like the bits from like the power rangers show where the power rangers do their fight and then they go back and there's the big bad guy was like oh no i tried to send a big monster and they're like wearing these crazy costumes like they're you know the space witch or whatever it is and they have these just gigantic crazy costumes on these bad guys I'm like we need to send a new monster and make a giant that's what it felt like that bit there where I, and i think that really kind of tainted because by the time it was done i was just like eh, i don't know if i like that or not i tainted everything else for me for some reason it's, it's possible i i don't imagine there's much
1: of a chance but it's possible that they will go back and reshoot that final scene during the actual run of the show, once they have those actors in that set back and just, you know, tell her to rein it in a little bit or whatever, make it a little more subtle. I don't know if they will or not, but it's a possibility. And, and even if they don't, there's always more episodes down the line where they can develop that character a little more and they can say, okay, I felt like maybe it was a little hammy. Let's what what can we do to add a little bit of realism to this show? And that, Is something that they said on the panel that really stuck with me is when they set out to do this show, they said, "Well, what kind of tone do we want this to have?" And they all agreed the Richard Donner Superman is the tone that they wanted to have. And before they showed the pilot, they brought all the cast out, and you know, we did a bunch of Q and A and stuff. And they showed a sizzle reel, as they call it. You know, it's just like (laughs) a few minutes of like the most spectacular scenes or whatever you know just to get people talking and i thought it looked awful it was my first glimpse at the show except for that picture that everybody saw of her in the suit and i was just like oh no this looked every special effect looked terrible and you know what it might have been something that they showed to investors or whatever before the pilot was even done Uh you know it's just like okay this is the show we're working on so far you know we've been shooting for two weeks and this is what we have but it looked so gaudy and like brightly lit and really bad cg and stuff like every time she flew she was replaced by a not a pixelated but yeah very obviously cg character and all that and so i was just like oh cow this looks really really dumb Uh, but then they showed the the show and i was won over and the thing that won me over was this girl Melissa Benoist is that her name yes she plays Kara or Linda Danvers and i just loved the hell out of this girl i i i felt like she was genuine she seemed decent like down to her core or whatever and she had a burning desire that we all have had to be more than what she is to do more, to make a difference, to stand out and all that. And suddenly I was just like, wow, this is speaking to the 13-year-old girl in me. <laughs> and when she was bumbling Clark Kent, and that's what Linda Danvers was, I just thought she was cute as all get out. And she, it's like, oh, I just, can you get the door, please? Excuse me. Oh, oh, never mind. All that stuff. I was just like, oh, gosh, this is what I love about Clark Kent. <laughs> it's it's the most powerful man in the universe acting like this nothing, this doormat kind of character. I was like, oh, my gosh, he won me over. And I felt when she decided she could make a difference and she could save all these lives, and to heck with hiding in, in the shadow of her cousin or hiding who she really was, that that got the spirit of Superman better than Man of Steel did. That is what Superman is. I have the power to help people. And if I don't help people, I don't deserve to have this power. Plus, she enjoyed it when she did it. So it's like these two aspects of a character that just made me smile and made me like her. And it's like, wow, well done. And they could have gone any other way and they could have had her be a real bitter character or a ball buster or whatever. And and it's like, no, we reserved that for the sister.
0: Yeah, I'll have to admit that the sister, after the first time that she goes out, she saves the plane, and her sister was on the plane, so she saves her sister's life. Her sister comes back and goes, what, did you, what are you doing? Why would you reveal yourself and save my life? I'm mad at you for saving my life. You shouldn't have done that. That was the one scene where I was just like, what in the hell? This is Man of Steel here. This is doesn't make any sense. It doesn't I, matter who she is, she's the head of sword or whatever the crap their their <laughs> organization is called. I'm sorry, nobody complains about having their life saved. Nobody goes to that person and says, damn you for saving my life. You didn't save my life. You ruined my death <laughs> uh, yeah I loathed the sister. And I
1: wouldn't be I would be blown away if everybody didn't feel the same way. Although there is a moment afterward where she explains her motivation and she says, you don't know what it was like growing up with this sister that could do all this stuff and that always was perfect and mom, mom, dad paid so much more attention to you that I was the real daughter and I was there first. And then you became the favorite because you were great and perfect and you could fly and you could make Eve with your eyes. And unless you were the green object around, you were always so powerful and you're never going to die and you're so pretty. And this is not a lie. Your kryptonium DNA ensured that you never got pimples. That is a line from the pilot. <laughs> and I thought, wow, A, I mean, it makes her even more unlikable. But I understand that. There is a actual motivation for why Kara would be like, oh, I don't want to overshadow my sister. I love my sister. I'm not going to be special. I'm not going to be powerful. I'm going to be a doormat. And that shows where the basis for the Linda Danvers persona came from. It still didn't make me like the sister, but I understood and I thought, okay, I think that that's an adequate explanation. But yeah, still, yeah, she is in some kind of paramilitary x Filesy type of organization that's on Earth to prevent us from being destroyed by aliens and all that stuff. Whereas you got a guy in the next city who's on Earth to prevent us being destroyed by aliens. Uh, and... Yeah, she's high up in this, in the ranks or whatever I guess, or maybe she's going to be fired and then she gets unfired because Kara says I'll only work with my sister. I I I don't know. I I didn't feel like any of that stuff worked, but yes, the nadir of the show was when Kara saved all those lives and the sister was waiting for her at the apartment to bitch her out for how dare you be so irresponsible or whatever. I mean, it is, wow, the spirit of Kevin Costner-Potkent reaches
0: that far. <laughs> yeah, I have to say I really dislike that scene. And all I could do is say, what the hell? This makes no sense at all. And I guess they try and, you know, show you, yeah, oh, no, it makes sense because she's trying to protect her from being grabbed by this organization That she works for. Oh, see, that I hadn't even considered. You're right. You
1: see, it made no sense to me because there is a savior of the planet, just another city over, that everyone adores and everybody loves, everybody respects, and has shown that aliens can be trustworthy and all that stuff. It didn't occur to me that maybe the S-word has tons of bad guys or whatever that these guys try and destroy before they come to destroy our planet or i I don't know in a world where there is a superman but there isn't a superman an organization like that you gotta wonder it's like well what is their attitude on superman and what you know what i mean it's just does superman never come to what did we call it big city (laughs) see the thing is he can be everywhere at once he is god right why does he not fly over to Big City and say, oh, you saved that plane. Well done. I, You know, I would have done it, but you did it. Well done.
0: Let, let me teach I you how actually to use your powers. I on phones. my way, but then I saw you. So I, I just kind of hung back for a sec just to make sure it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it's the same problem that we always say about all those Marvel movies. It's like, oh, yeah, let's call the Avengers because why the hell wouldn't we? <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't always call the Avengers, or maybe they're, maybe Superman's busy because Lex Luthor's doing something at the same time. He, I mean, they would do that with the the Justice League cartoon. They would do that sometimes. They come up with an excuse for where, Superman yeah, not to be there. They would just say, "Hey, Bat, uh, Batman says he's busy. He's not coming." Because Batman, A, he's kind of an a-hole. Batman just <laughs> likes to just say, no, F you. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm on your team, but don't expect me to just come running every time, okay? Because I'm my own man here. <laughs> um, So, you know, if they throw something like that out, uh, that I guess that, that works. But yeah, I mean, that is always kind of the thing that's right there. It's like, sh- sure, Supergirl did this thing but she's a kid she's not good at that i mean superman's right there and he can fly around the world so fast that it will turn in reverse and turn back time so obviously he could just fly over to this city that's like just down the street and save this plane he could fly all over the whole world if he wanted to do an awful lot of good why didn't he come and help just because contractual obligation says we can't say his name so that's something that they'll come up against and maybe they'll that'll change. Maybe they'll cast somebody like you were saying or whatever. Well, yeah, at this point, we don't know how involved with the
1: Superman universe this show is going to be or how involved with the rest of the DC universe this show is going to be. It'll be fun if they say, okay, well, let's introduce X. You know, this character that's from, that's obviously a Superman villain rather than a Supergirl villain. And all that. And, and I don't think they've introduced Kryptonite yet, and it'll be fun to see what Kryptonite does to this girl and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the whole point I wanted to make was that I, I realized that the show wasn't for me. I, sh- I shouldn't watch it. I'm always going to get angry by the forced love triangle and the silliness and the, you know, we're, we're going to change this and we're going to introduce this ethnicity or this whatever it is just so that we can click a box and and you know which is just what happens when you make a show that's trying to draw the the broadest audience or trying to get the girls to talk about it the next day on social media and stuff. I mean that's that's part of making television today unless you're watching blue bloods or one of those shows that's made for the elderly where i don't imagine that they put up a twitter handle in the middle of the show while you're watching i'm sure you've seen that before where you're just like oh my gosh really you're just putting that up, like if you ever watch. They gave you the hashtag. Yeah, hashtag. That you're supposed to comment about the show with. And it's not just the show; it's just like this plot thread of the show has its own hashtag, because we want you to talk about it and stuff. And oh gosh, I hate that stuff, but I liked the girl. I thought the girl was just great. It was really likable, really pretty. She had dyed her hair blonde. I don't know if you see that in the pilot. But I was just like, "Wow, thank you guys for dyeing her hair blonde." I don't know why it matters that Kara's hair is blonde, but it's just that's what the character was in the comics, and that they would take that step to do that makes me feel like, well, because that's what she looks like. We we want to honor that. We like the history mm-hmm. instead of our ashamed of the history. And anyhow, that 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 stuff is is interesting. I don't know that I'm going to continue to watch it because there's just so many shows. But if my cousin really wants to watch it or my nephews or something like that. I, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. I didn't dislike the show. I didn't hate the show or anything like that. I'm glad that I watched it. And watching it with a big crowd, you could see, you know, the things that they really liked and the things that, you know, when they'd laugh and stuff like that. And I thought that, that was neat. But, yeah, what I came across with most is, that, you know, it rests on this girl's shoulders. And they, I think they found a great
0: Karazari. Yeah, they've got somebody that can probably hold it up. You know, I heard tell, and maybe you saw something about this in the panel with the whole DC universe, but I heard tell that they were thinking about bringing Superman in uh, with Arrow and all those guys in some kind of a, you know, cameo appearance, and he would be played by the guy that played him in Smallville. Oh, what a great idea. That's
1: really good. No, I'm not being sarcastic. I know. I've, I've lost the ability to hide when I'm being sarcastic. Oh, wait. Is that what I'm... Uh, anyway, sorry. That I, I was a new character that I should develop for the show. That's uh, a completely serious man, but he always sounds like he's being sarcastic. Uh, yeah, I'd heard that they were going to bring Tom Welling in. I, I don't think that that has happened. They talked about all sorts of stuff they're going to bring in on Arrow and characters they're bringing in on Arrow and characters they're bringing in on Flash and stuff, but they they didn't say anything about Tom Welling's Superman. And it may be that the same reason that they don't refer to him in Supergirl is the same reason they haven't been able to do it. I, you know, Warner Brothers makes a lot of money from these Superman movies, and so maybe they're a little bit overprotective about their
0: their properties. Hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I had heard that in one of those... Uh, internet rumor mill things. I think I'll probably continue watching the show. It it seems to me like, I mean, with Flash and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, me and my kids get together and we watch these shows together and I get the feeling that this one may just, you know, fit in with all the rest of them and we'll kind of watch all of them as we go. Well, And you Um, have two daughters, too. Yeah.
1: And it would be interesting to see the show through their eyes because that's the target demographic. And they may respond to stuff that you wouldn't even think to respond to. Or, you know, in the same way that they haven't seen every cliche yet. Right. They haven't, there are certain things, plot twists and stuff that they have not yet encountered because they haven't watched the hundreds of episodes of TV that you have.
0: And for somebody to go, (gasps) When you're like, oh, well, you didn't see that coming. When I'm rolling my eyes and saying, oh, I saw that like five different times on Gilligan's Island. what when you say, honey, <laughs> we didn't see the body. Of course
1: he's not dead. And she's like, but they said he was. You know that kind of thing. Every kid has to see that for the first time, and maybe it's on a Power Rangers episode. With a
0: with a comic book movie, doesn't matter even if you do see the body. <laughs> They still come back. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that it will probably wind up being one to watch. I don't know. The kids didn't seem amazed. I watched the first one with uh, oh, all three of my kids. They didn't seem like, A, I think all of them had already watched it before me. Oh, okay. So that might be one reason why they weren't all excited. But also, yeah, I mean, after it was over, they are just like, meh, okay, I'm going to bed to you. So I don't know how excited they are about watching more of these. They really like Flash. One of my daughters went back and watched like every episode of Arrow that was available on Netflix, which I think is two full seasons worth of episodes. She basically watched them back to back in the space of like two days. She didn't even, she had to like not blink for two days just to be able to accomplish this feat. Um, So they're really kind of into those things right now. So I think it'll be pretty likely that I'll see it. And
1: uh, did they watch Agent Carter with you, or did you watch that by yourself? They
0: did. No, we watched Agent Carter while Agent Shield, Agents of Shield, was on hiatus or whatever in between se- half seasons. And uh, yeah, I mean they're excited for that to come come back when it does. And when I told them that it had been re upped, they're like, "Oh, good, cool, I'm can't wait." Um, so. So yeah, I mean, it, it, we we've kind of developed a bunch of shows like that that we watch uh, together, and we're it's it's weird. I, I'm I'm assuming we'll get back to it when they all come back because all summer long we haven't really watched very many things together. Whereas during the year, like every Sunday afternoon, we would sit down and sometimes we would watch show after show because we would. You know, things would come up and we'd miss it for a couple weeks or something, and we would sit down and watch all three episodes that we missed, and then watch you know all three episodes of the other show. And uh, often my kids were going to school on Monday morning with a lot less sleep than they should have had <laughs> because we stayed up way later than we should have. But yeah, I'm excited to add it. I I, I think it'll be cool. I like Superman. I like Supergirl. I want my daughter the older of the two she likes Batman a lot she has Batman shirts she has a Batman poster on her door she had a pair of Batman leggings that she got where it just had bat symbols all over okay and then those got old and wore out and she wanted to get another pair like it and couldn't find it so she actually wound up buying a pair of boys sweatpants uh, with Batman on them, which they're not cut to be flattering, and they t- <laughs> actually look terrible on her. But she doesn't wear them out. They're just like for pajamas or whatever. So, But she, just, she really likes Batman, and she thinks Batman's the coolest, and she thinks Superman is lame. And so I would like her to see a good Superman, you know what I mean? Not to see Man of Steel, but to see a Superman who isn't lame, see the Superman that I think is rad, which, you know, like you were saying, this this uh, Supergirl is a lot like that. The bumbling, goofy kind of Clark Kent on one side, yet, you know, absolutely awesome Superman on the other side. I love that, you know, the Richard Donner Superman, the tone they're going for. I hope they achieve it, and I want my kids to be introduced to it so that they... To get that, um, I think it, it'll be neat.
1: Well, yeah, you let me know how the show goes. Um, because, yeah, if after like the third or fourth episode, you say, hey, dude, you got to watch it. I will watch it. I trust your opinion. Yeah, and the same with you guys. If if, if you saw something that, that we didn't see or you liked something that we didn't like, uh, I, we didn't really talk about Calista Flarkhart's character being Perry White or being J. Jonah Jameson. But I thought that was fine, and I was like... In so many ways, the show is a Superman show, just with the genders reversed. And that doesn't really bother me. It's fine. If you guys can't do a faithful Superman show, I'll watch this.
0: I agree. And uh, I'm all for it. So I I hope it manages to be good. And I hope it manages to get the opportunity to be good. Because, you know, sometimes they... It takes a while for a TV show to find its footing and to really get going. A lot of times you'll watch early episodes. Like for example, I mean you always talk about how great Buffy the Vampire Slayer was and all this stuff and you loaned me season 1 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I watched it and I'm just like, yeah, I guess it's got its moments. Yeah, and I've argued with lots of people that's like Buffy was great from the very beginning.
1: And yeah, I don't think a single episode in season one is great, but it still spoke to enough people that got a second season yeah, and all they, that stuff. But yeah, Buffy gave it becomes great. It just took them a little while to figure out what worked and what didn't work, and and what. I mean, also just the the budget being so low in that first season, you really feel it. And mm-hmm. anyway, it just uh, yeah, I I feel bad that you never got a chance to see Buffy when it soared.
0: Well, I still we'll get around to it someday I'm sure that that's one of those things Buffy got the chance to get there there's a lot of other shows I mean like Firefly for example and many others like it that never got their chance to actually get their feet under them and uh, sometimes you're like oh my gosh this show is just getting great and pfft, it's gone because nobody believed in it enough to to, to let it get there in this day and age, that just seems like that's the thing. You know, you give a show. Shoot, sometimes it's only a few episodes and then they're gone. I hope this one isn't treated that way. But since it's on such a big network, it may be in for trouble. And if it is, you know, we talked about it. It's probably. Maybe it's a fantasy. I don't know. But I hope that CW jumps in and saves it. um But at a certain point, you know, CW might be stretching itself too thin. How many superhero related shows can they have they've now got three that they're planning on their own network uh if they have to grab supergirl as well that will give them four and it's you know how far do you go where before you're just we're the superhero network they won't have room for any you know Pretty Little Liars or whatever. I don't know what they show on that. Where does Pretty Little Liars show? That's ABC. They, oh, okay. they always
1: show... Uh, th- they are the Supernatural channel that shows Vampire Diaries and Supernatural and The Originals and I
0: Zombie, and You know, it's like
1: <laughs> everyone... I, I know it sounds like I'm making these shows. I think they exist.
0: <laughs> well, if that's what they are, then maybe they can just work their superheroes right on in with it, and, and that's all cool and good. Seems like, you know, we, we say the target audience for this is the fourteen year old girl. Did you disagree? Do you not feel N- that Oh way? no, I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying fourteen year old girls these days love superheroes. You know, it's it things have changed from when you and I were younger and fourteen year old girls saw you wearing a Wolverine t shirt and they're like, oh you're one of those dorks, aren't you? Um, nowadays they're like oh nice Wolverine Oh I love Wolverine My favorite is Deadpool I love when he fights Deadpool And start pulling out Crap that girls should You know <laughs> They shouldn't know I mean that's things they that should I shouldn't know. know Me and you are just like what You know but my daughter <laughs> knows all that crap And I've told you I think even about this before Where my brother-in-law Super loves DC And he's got Three daughters And they all know DC characters inside and out. And they know, you know, just the characters that I'm just like, oh my, how does a six-year-old girl know who this is? And they know them all way beyond what I know, just because I'm not that into DC. Um, You know, I mean, they they know who Dr. Light is and crap like that. Well, hopefully this show will speak to them
1: in the same way that Christopher Reeves spoke to us. I wanted to be that. I wanted to, I wanted to be his pal, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know
0: I. You tied the towel around your neck and uh, went and jumped off of the swing set and broke your arm. We all did, (laughs) and it's something that
1: I that I revere. I love that, and I'm hoping that this speaks to girls in the exact same way, and they will feel that they want to be somebody who does right because it's right because they can. I, I I thought that that was refreshing in this world that we live in, too. It's Like, wow, well done, Cho. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I'll leave on that note.
0: Yeah, good luck, Supergirl. We hope to see you around for a while. And we hope to see you guys back next time on the next episode of That Gets My Goat. I'm Big Anklevich. And I'm Rashad Field. And this looks like
1: a job for the S-word. <laughs> That Gets My Goat is produced under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Doesn't have to be,
0: but it is. Trickle-down economics? Trickle-down from the (laughs) m****s
1: that watch Big Bang Theory and and all of the (laughs) Darwin's Waiting Room people that watch (laughs) Blue Bloods and the CSIs. They, uh... Oh, gosh, I gotta rephrase all that, don't I? Uh... (laughs) Okay, since you're looking that thing up, tell the listener what you did to the girl in the parking lot. What? Which, which yes, yeah, sounds worse when I put it that way. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to add this on to the show? or? Yes. Okay. All right, so today we were just walking out of Walmart right before we came to record. The show had, shoot, it must have just aired, right? Because it was like 9 o'clock, and I, I'm guessing it aired at 8 and this girl was sitting on the bumper of a car. I would say she's wearing what? like black leggings, and then she had on, blue Supergirl Superman shirt. And she had blonde hair, long, blonde, curly, or wavy, I guess what might be the better name for it, hair. <laughs> I saw her sitting there, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, oh my God, okay, what time is it?" Because I wanted to know whether the show had actually aired or not. And he's like, Rish is like, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's 902. I was like, okay. So we walked up to this girl and I pointed at her and I said, great job on the show. I loved it. And she, how did she, did she like, she She smiled smiled and nodded and kind of laughed But I don't
1: know if she got the joke or not. It depends on whether she watched that show or not but you were saying probably a 50%
0: chance that if she she's dressed
1: it. as Supergirl on the night that Supergirl aired, plus she was the in that target audience. But I don't know. Nobody really watches. Nobody young watches TV when when it's on, right?
0: Right. So nobody watches it except for when it's on Netflix or at least Hulu.
1: Well, yeah, everybody has a DVR and they can just uh, watch it whenever they want to. But if you're old, yes, you have to watch something when
0: it airs. So yeah, that's what we did before we came to record. The end. Anyway, sorry.